0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Peter Bodway. Peter manages strategy and partnerships for an innovative alliance of energy companies committed to reducing environmental impacts through collaborative R&D efforts. Peter worked for more than 20 years in Asia, building and investing in a variety of businesses. His most recent role outside of Canada was with the World Wildlife Fund, where he was the chief executive officer of WWF China, based in Beijing. Prior to that, Peter lived in Hong Kong for 15 years working in the technology industry. In today's episode, Peter has a chat with Peter Bokoff. Take it away, Peter. Thanks, Al. As mentioned, my name is Peter Bodway, and I'll be your host
1: of today's Rainforest Podcast. Today's guest is Peter Bokoff. He's the CEO of Noble Technologies, and he's also the co-founder of The Accelerator. Welcome,
2: Peter. Thanks for having me.
1: So I attended The Accelerator... Pitch event, which was called YYC Pitch event in June. And it, it was a great event. There were some great companies, different segments. Um, you know, as a co-founder of The Accelerator, how do you feel about the the growth opportunities for Calgary startups?
2: Yeah, so I've been in the quote-unquote what we call ecosystem for mm-hmm. a long time now. Um, opened a co-working space for startups. I think it was the second co-working space in Calgary uh, way back. And I was going to all the meetup events. Mm-hmm. And generally, not seeing any of the same people at these meetup events. So I'd go to one on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and there'd be all these different people. Yeah. Um, and so, and also the the quality of the startups or entrepreneurs um, is just young. It was very uh, very young, um, not in the sense of age, but just in the sense of experience in startups and understanding what what that meant to be and what even that word meant. Yeah. Um, And so fast forward to now, which is, you know, many years later and the accelerator uh, had its fifth cohort. And even from the progression from our first cohort, the, the exponential kind of improvement of both entrepreneurs, startup ideas, founders, ecosystem support systems, the acceptance from external people, the awareness that's driven outside to people outside of this little bubble that we sometimes live in um, is super exciting. It's very, very exciting um, to have that. And so where we are now is a great place where we can be is, you know, Moore's law of, we can actually still accelerate that so dramatically um, that I think in the next two, three, four years, we're going to be blown away by the things coming out of here. And we're already seeing trickles of it and companies raising 25 million here and 50 million there and startups doing this and people on their second and third um, and really intelligent, amazing people with ideas coming together and understanding how to build a team. Um, So yeah, pleased, but also really excited. Um, I don't think we need to compare ourselves to anyone else who's at a certain point in their ecosystem lifestyle, but I think this is one of the most exciting points of any story. So a different city who may be five years ahead, that might be boring now because they're yeah. so used to it, yeah. and I'm I'm just really enjoying being in this moment of it, um, and and watching the kind of not the drama, watching the the excitement and the the story, the narrative that's being created. Around yeah. it. It's it's interesting. It's
1: exciting times. Yes, yeah. So l- let's go back to you know when I looked at your bio, I looked at in 2011 you co-founded the the accelerator. Yeah, but I also recognize that two months later you became the CEO of. Noble technology, so can you tell us about what brought you know both organizations to fruition both so close together
2: yeah so the 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 original name of the accelerator is accelerator y y c, and as I mentioned when we were going to the meetup groups and even I went to a, a tech conference in Vancouver called the Grow Conference, and uh, Kevin Dahl, who's an amazing connector of all people and all things. I said, hey, you need to meet this person. And I went over and I met them. I said, hey, how's it going? They told me their story and I was fascinated. I said, you guys are amazing. Where are you from? Where in Vancouver do you live? They're like, no, we're from Calgary. I said, I had to go to Vancouver to meet amazing Calgary entrepreneurs. That's, that's, that's unfortunate. But how about we connect when we get back and do things? So meeting a bunch of people there and, and all that kind of stuff is um, landed on this idea of helping to build community in a space because I had an office that um, my team was still growing into, and so that's when Accelerator YOC, the origination of it was co-working space, and so um, those are the humble beginnings where it wasn't a what it is today, which is the accelerator, which is you know a very very comprehensive program and there's format and structure. This was more of a, a gathering space with really we tried to be really cheap desks for entrepreneurs to come in, and so um, me having the role of a founder in my startup at the same time, it is more that that was my my main um, thing, the, the the venture that I was pushing into. But I also had this opportunity to help support the community and with some really cool people, um, and it was fun. It was good. So doing those in parallel was kind of just because we we're passionate about getting the ecosystem to start start this momentum, start rolling down the hill. Great.
1: So. Um, can you tell us about the accelerator and how, I guess, has the model evolved over the last few years? Because obviously you said the humble beginnings, but yeah. how has it evolved through the years to where you are now?
2: Yeah, so from coming from a community building space um, to my startup has been through been very fortunate to be through some of the most prestigious kind of accelerator programs down in Silicon Valley. So five hundred startups, Alchemist Accelerator. We even joined one in Las Vegas that was um, called Iron Yard Ventures. It was pretty neat, um, but being in San Francisco, one was in Mountain View, one was directly in San Francisco, um, and seeing the ecosystem there and how those accelerators ran, and you know why Combinator is kind of the the godfather, of, yeah. and they're right across the street from 500 startups, and and seeing how those ecosystems blended and how accelerators actually bounced off each other and created more energy. Um, really wanted to bring what we cherry picked the things that we thought were best out of those accelerators that would work in the Calgary ecosystem, and Build a program around it to help entrepreneurs. And so, what is the accelerator today? Is that um, combination of things that we thought would work really well. So, YC has founder dinners, for example. Um, they do one every week, I believe, and they bring in people like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> we do one every two weeks, and we bring in incredible entrepreneurs that are local to our ecosystem. Um, they so the program for 500 startups was five five months, and you essentially live live and work down there with all your peers. We know that a live-work situation in Calgary is not ideal for entrepreneurs. We're not trying to get you to move into Inglewood and all work in the same space all day and be up all night and all that kind of stuff. So um, we dropped that portion of it, but we took their something called Marketing Hell Week. And we do a sales and marketing workshop. So it's not a hell week for seven days where, you know, that was very intense. We have a very nicely curated marketing sales program. Um, The program itself is five months long. It's cohort based. We obviously that's a model that works in, in accelerators, mm-hmm. and the five month program starts with you know a really cool founder dinner, and then every two weeks you get matched with mentors. So uh, one, two, or potentially three dedicated mentors for the life span of the the accelerator, and then we do base camp with Randy Thompson, which oh, okay. is yeah, which is a full weekend Saturday Sunday. A uh, Very intensive, incredible program. In my opinion, life-altering for most, most, if not everyone, who goes through it. And then Monday night, there's a, a pitch evening. It's kind of more of a restaurant vibe. And um, the Valhalla Capital Angel Group, people come and show up for that. So it's like a mini pitch um, with people who actually have money to write checks, but also tons of great feedback. And then the marketing workshop, as I mentioned, all the way through to... Pitch Party, which we've renamed because Demo Day is great, but it's a party. It's a celebration for us. I would like this to be externally facing kind of a celebration of what these entrepreneurs have done and how they've grown or have gone to. And so we we call Pitch Party now. Uh, the morning is actually a curated, accredited investor-only session. We take over the top floor of a law office downtown, Denton's, who's one of our amazing sponsors. And we set up five or six different rooms and you go room to room as an entrepreneur with three, four, or five accredited investors in the room. and the reason we do that is so that you don't get one, let's say mean dragon if you only have one opportunity to pitch and you've got the one person in the room who says, "I don't think that's a good idea because of X," they can torpedo the entire rest of you. Yeah. And so we let you go room to room. It also really helps the entrepreneurs craft their pitch and get incredible feedback. and then the evening portion is the um, you know. Village beer sponsored public affection on stage, get the nerves out, um, speak to two or three hundred people, uh, and then go celebrate with your with your peers and, and fellow entrepreneurs. You you finished this, you know, incredible five month run of getting hopefully from A to to P or A to you know whatever steps it yeah. took, um, and accelerate you as a company as brand and, and really put you in a in a room with some peers. And we've got great alumni now. The first cohort we're like. Hey, we're going to have alumni or other people you can rely on. Now we can actually point back and say these past four or five cohorts, there's 40, 50, 60 entrepreneurs that would love to help you. Just all you have to do is ask and building up that network of incredible people. um, And even externally, there's so many other accelerators doing similar things that are either vertical focused or um, specific to a stage of a. Entrepreneur lifecycle, and we try and connect with those as much as we can That's too. Great. So it's really about building community there.
1: So it's interesting because when you said you know, because I went to the pitch party in the evening, yep. right? So I was at the last public one in June. It is a great event, great companies, number of different types of companies. That was very surprising in the breadth, etc. Can I ask because you mentioned that in the morning, as you know, they're going off and getting uh, introduced to angels, etc. So you know, out of there, what what type of size of funding are your companies looking to raise at that round? I mean, is it it's obviously seed round or
2: Well, so here's the thing. So one of the things we knew going into it is that we couldn't, at least in my opinion, for our ecosystem, we couldn't be vertical or stage specific. There's there was just not enough activity in our in our ecosystem to do it. And so one of my the criteria that we use when we're evaluating entrepreneurs that come in and do the interview is only one thing: who do we think we can help the most? Mm -hmm. We're not trying to pick winners we're not, someone comes in, honestly, someone comes in who kind of has all of their ducks in a row and already has a certain amount of seed funding is potentially on the step towards a series A. The amount that we could help them is minimal. And so the range goes from someone with just an idea who's never done anything before. And she was one of our most incredible success, air quotes, stories because of the, the amount that. Her business or startup, her idea and herself as an entrepreneur changed was 10x what potentially she somebody started else, from. Okay, where yeah. she started mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. like it was incredible to watch. Yeah. And so, what they're raising could be, you know, zero dollars and just needing advice and mentorship to someone trying to do uh, a late seed. Which I mean, those mark those targets are changing all the time. A late seed could be three million these days, but generally, we're, you know, we're talking about. Between two hundred thousand to one point five million, kind of is what they're looking to raise at yeah. that point. Some people have already closed money by the time they get on stage and are saying, you know, I've got three hundred fifty close of a seven hundred round, um, and and those are the the different metrics. So it's hard to just sure yeah it's to throw a number out there. and, yeah.
1: and for, interestingly enough, when I was at that the event that night, I had met I had met last year's cohorts mm-hmm. who had gone through the angel opportunity, and they did mention that yeah there was money and it, there was an opportunity and in, in some ways they were like there was more money than needed at the time and now they were back to really access the next stage so it was great to hear because you see how the model is working for those startups right yes yeah. which was great yeah so um so when a, a startup applies to your process because obviously you're looking for the ones you can help the most what, what's the process they go through to get into that cohort
2: yeah we use an online system called f6s which has many 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 accelerator opportunities on it. It's actually I believe the one that I used to apply at least for two of the ones that we got into for my company. So it feeds a number of it does. Stuff. It lists okay. them all and you can go by criteria, you can go by um so I for example, I picked one that was hospitality focused at one point and ended up in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. So we use that system because it works really well to, for an application process and lets you define what you're asking for and um they've got their processes down essentially. Mm-hmm. And so f success is the application, and then it comes through to us. And the first, um, first run through is essentially just making sure that they fit the basic criteria two things A, who we can help the most, but B, kind of, they have to at least be something that's scalable, repeatable, and executable, like something that we believe is, fits into that tech. Um, and even just leveraging technology works, even you con- you know it's very broad yeah um, but if someone's potentially just has an agency model or a project based you know software company that's not something that we know how to help because um our core makeup is startup yeah. um and the definition of startup which um sometimes gets confused but so we make sure that and then we interview as many if not all of those people yeah um I really didn't want to have a situation where we were just slashing fifty percent of the applicants. Be we like, you're, no, you're not cool enough. Because some people have walked in with, like I said, the one who, um, you know, who blew you of, away, who, in blew the end. me yeah, away. Yeah. Uh, if we had looked at it's just an idea on paper, why would we interview that person? Uh, and she came in and so articulately explained her her vision and what she was passionate about and why she wanted to change it. And although she didn't know how to execute certain things and didn't know the hacker hustler hipster nomenclature and all that kind of stuff that didn't know what a seed around was. It was like, you're an entrepreneur and we can tell, mm-hmm. and you have a passion and an idea and it's scalable and it's repeatable. It's actually something that solves a really unique problem for the world. And so we try and interview everybody as long as they meet that very base criteria. And then it's a, Hey, we think you're awesome. Would you like to join us? Mm-hmm. Um, and they either say yes or no, depending on time commitments and um, just, where the program falls, some people try to come back later. Um, And then we, we aim for between 10 and 20 startups per cohort. Um, That's going to change soon as we have some capacity to um, kind of double our impact, which we're super, super excited about. Mm -hmm. That will be something, an announcement that comes out later. Great. Well, I did want to know
1: where the, where the future is going. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, So when you look at it, I mean, and again,
1: you said you, you, you look for, Companies can be all over the map, right? Because yep. it can be very beginning, etc. I mean, is and you you said just to clarify that not necessarily any industry segment, but you're more because again you said the, the the vertical isn't deep enough, so that that's clear. So right. again, it's open to everybody yep. who has a great idea, etc. Yep. Et and and then in terms of. Um, if company has pre-revenue or MVP, a lot of times you hear these words thrown around. I mean, is that is that something they should consider? Or it's really what I'm hearing is it's open. If you have a good idea, come and talk with us.
2: Exactly. If you have yeah. a good idea and you want to be surrounded by other people going through what you're going through, I think that's one of the strongest values of any accelerator. Um, that's why someone says, should I apply to this one, that one, the other one? I say apply to them all. Mm-hmm. Um, because really you want to be in a room with 10 other people, 20 other people mm-hmm. who are your peers that are going through the same things you're going through or doing this crazy thing that you're doing. Um, Cause you could walk around downtown or outskirts of Calgary for two days straight, asking people if they understand what you're going through. And out of 500 people, you might get one who's like, Oh yeah, I kind of understand that. Yeah. But you get in a room with 10 or 20 people who are just like, yep, yeah, I understand that. Totally agree. I'm on the same page. Oh, I went through that last week. Oh, I had that happen to me too are we all crazy for doing this? Yeah. Oh, I'm risking at all, or I'm not, or should I jump? It's just that group of people is so incredible to be around and the energy too. Yeah. It, it motivates you, invigorates you. Mm-hmm. Um, So yes, everyone should apply. Um, And if we can help you, then come on in and we'll do it. And really it's the power. Those mentors too are just phenomenal because they've been there, done that and got the t-shirt kind of thing. And they are just dying and happy to help. Great, People. and where
1: do you get your mentors from? Like, who are they, and because obviously they pe- play a key role yeah. in in supporting the startup. So, who yeah. are the typical type of mentors? You just have?
2: from just from our network that we've been mm-hmm. building out over the last uh, well seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's they're getting more notoriety now, mm-hmm. um, uh, and very rightly so, uh, more visibility. So I think their time is being pulled even more. Um, so luckily, some still make the time generally it, it cycles through where they're like, I can help this cohort, but I need to take the next one off. Or, you know, I've got this kind of this busy season coming up. So maybe I'll help in, in a couple or um, let me see the entrepreneurs first. Cause if I, my specific skill set or knowledge set doesn't match up, then I don't want to be mentoring someone that I can't really help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a, we have a long list of people that we ask and they generously give time. Great. Um, and they're amazing people, yeah. That we do so. That list is is just something that we've been kind of grooming over the over the That's years. Great. Well, yeah, as you you build your team.
1: Yeah. Um, you said at the start you had your own space. So, and to clarify, I'm I'm hearing that the model you have the dinners, you have interactions, and people aren't the, the, the startups aren't required to move here. So, do you actually have a physical space, or are you? Uh...
2: We have a physical space. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's the old co-working space that was called Accelerator YYC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's been renamed to the collective 1212 and generally nobody nobody has to get a desk there and generally nobody does it's just where we do meet for for the for the side and where we have events um we're going to be outgrowing that and we've found a really amazing credible space that's actually just down the street um with a partner of ours that we're going to be leveraging um because really it is my our office for my startup yeah yeah and we've got 20 some bodies in there now and mm-hmm. so it's getting harder and harder and even with when we increase the the cohort sizes we're just we're just going to be doing for it. It. Yeah. yeah So
1: well that's good you're outgrowing your
2: space that's yeah a, but that's it's, been, it's been it's been nice to have a, a friendly spot to land yeah. um and we've had many people offer up spaces too that we've leveraged it's been really nice because um, yeah it's great yeah
1: so growing is obviously one sign of success. I mean, how do you measure success in the accelerator? I mean, what's your internally, how do you, what's your sort of performance indicator?
2: Yeah, so we are we're, we're um, we have government funding to run the program. Mm-hmm. And so the metrics that they've asked for are the metrics that we use as well as um, we have our own kind of measuring stick. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do report to community that outlines, you know, how many jobs created, how much money raised, um, how many people hired, all that kind of stuff and where they're going. And then we generally look at um, you know the mental health of the entrepreneur, whether or not they've pivoted, exited, transitioned, um, raised a C- series A and we just keep tabs on it that way and we we have um, surveys that we send out to our, our startups and ask them to to generously you know give us updates um, so that we can generate these reports and um, after our first two years, the report, you know, to us, even on paper, sometimes on paper it doesn't look as it look as good as it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was both. It was the report was incredible. We were, I was just like, these numbers are fantastic. These, this is mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. um All due to their hard work, and we'll take all the <laughs> we'll take all the credit. Mm-hmm. No, but due to all their hard work, but yeah. i was just like, I'm so pleased that they've all kind of done so well. Um, at least on an aggregate. And then internally, it's like, you know, I talked to so-and-so the other day and they did this. I talked to so-and-so the other day and they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, these people came back for – because we have alumni come back for founder mm-hmm. dinners and they say, how's, how's it going? Yeah. What's going on? So there's more information coming out later about yeah, the success. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and a lot of it is quantitative, but some of it is just really off the cuff, having yeah. conversations and being really pleased to hear good stories. And you hear some of, you know, I, I, I shut that down. I pivoted. I went over here and then I met this person. And um, generally, it's – 99% positive And anything that's not, we try as a, as a group to support. To support the change. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Great. Yeah. Okay. And, and I guess I wanted to come back to your earlier statement where you mentioned that there's great opportunities going forward in the ecosystem. Yeah. the first question. You're, you're excited about it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and uh, to shift gears about the talk about the Calgary innovation ecosystem. And uh, on that, I mean, Terry Rock, who's the CEO of Platform, has proposed really going for a target of going from about 200 active startups depending on how you count that, but mm-hmm. 200 active startups by 1,000 by 2030, right? So where in the ecosystem do you see the greatest opportunity to help that, to help that, you know, to, to, to push that number of startups to increase?
2: I, I just think creating a safe space for people to, to try because mm-hmm. it's that leap that needs to happen for someone to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest. Uh, and some people are fortunate enough to fall into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got fired and then I started a startup. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, did it feel like the worst day of your life? And then six months later, you're like, wow, I'm an entrepreneur and this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or And so, I don't want everyone to get fired to become an entrepreneur. And I find it's harder to make the decision to transition out of something steady and stable. And I think there's a ton of people who are really good at their jobs and and have a decent position in life, but are just craving to solve that problem that they see every day that bothers them. or Use this knowledge in this vertical, in this industry that they've got to to go out and spin out this thing that, that will change the world. And really, I think it's content. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely think today's game, especially in micro moments and social and everything, that it's content yeah. first. And we need enough content out there in Calgary, um, like this podcast, like video, audio, everything that we can do to give people the understanding that there is a group of people, an ecosystem, a support system, both, you know, structured with Terry, uh, structured outside of it, community groups, meetup groups, um, and that they have soft spaces to land, to do it. Mm -hmm. And people who've been there who can say, yes, it's hard. There will be like the roller coasters, the analogy that always gets, it's a roller coaster. Absolutely. There are ups and downs and sometimes it's totally scary. And sometimes you're sitting at the top feeling very comfortable until you fall down another hill Um, but really, I think we could absolutely hit that number if we had, um, the narrative and the community and the content around, Hey, you can do this. Um, but you know, also educating people not to leap if they're not, uh, ready or the right person. Yeah. So we want to, it's a fine line, but I think it's easy, easy to navigate and, you know, you can try for six months and fail and your life's not over. You can go, you know, yeah.
1: So giving them the opportunity to try. That's, yeah, that's yeah. and we so need we
2: need seed funding. Like, I don't need to go down that whole path of mm-hmm. the, the seed funding model here is um, just not as advanced as it needs to be to give people that. And we need some big exits and somebody with deep pockets to come back and say, you know, I sold my company for this. Mm-hmm. And I although I probably had to go raise money in Silicon Valley and Toronto and wherever – I'm going to bring it back into Calgary. I'm not bitter about the fact that it was hard here when I was here. Mm-hmm. Let's just kick this into high gear. I think, yeah. I think we need one of those as well. So,
1: so well, let's explore that a bit. I mean, you know, you know, we always do hear about Canadian entrepreneurs not having enough uh, or it's a challenge to raise growth capital once they get to a certain stage. There's enough angel, there's enough small money, smallish money, depending how you define that. But yeah. at one point, they're starved for capital and they, they have to go to other sources. So what, what's the issue there? Is it that we need more capital? Is it that... Where do you think is the the challenge there? I think we
2: just need to educate the capital. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a different asset class. So people understand how to invest in certain asset classes, Mm -hmm. especially ones that have been around a long time, or specifically ones that are known to do extremely well. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to dig a hole in the ground and over here it returned this many millions and I'm going to go do it over here. So I was like, okay, I get that model. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Did it once there. I don't think people understand startups as an asset class, which is not their fault because it's new. And it's also not their fault because it's not their job to educate themselves on weird new asset classes and strange things. I think that externally they're seeing a lot of IPO and exit here and this and that, but it's not percolating enough. It's not getting deep enough into... I think Calgary and Alberta, mm-hmm. as an understanding. I think it's getting highlights of oh Snapchat, I built Shopify, mm-hmm. you know Uber. Yep. Um. They kind of see the big wins, but then th- they come in and they get a surface level mm-hmm. education, like, or they get excited, they put money down on two things, lose it, and then like oh, this is terrible, I'm out. Yeah. Um. Understanding a portfolio approach, you know, you need a certain number of investments. You need to have dry powder, follow on capital. You need to understand that you need a magic number of 42 investments to to do a portfolio approach to startups. Um, There's thesis around how to do it and all that kind of stuff. Someone needs to be educated on it.
1: Because I know that in in Calgary, I think Randy Thompson from Valhalla Capital Mm -hmm. um, does, like you said, the base camp approach. I think they are involved in training up some of the... uh, Training
2: the entrepreneurs but not the investors. Yeah. So are they involved with training
1: but they bring the investors and entrepreneurs together for a dialogue.
2: They do and internally those angel groups and things like that Mm -hmm. as a group inside are all educating each other Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, The problem is that no one has like you know copious amounts of free time to just go educate wealthy people how to invest into startups and why would they do that in their free time Mm anyway? So... It Sometimes falls on the entrepreneurs. It's really hard because the entrepreneurs are out running their They're business. Doing their day job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they so they walk it, in yeah. a meeting and they say, "Hey, I here's an accredited investor that I would like. I align with who they are. I align with their morals. I, they have money that I would like to have. I'd like th- them to come in and help me change the world." And that person then gets an education from the entrepreneur on how it works. And you're like, I you just spent an hour kind of explaining how seed capital works yeah. in, a, in a new asset class. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, you know what, it might be a bit too scary for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to put it over here where I know I'm going to get 8% on the dollar or this return or a 2X. It's what they know. It's what they know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whose job it is to educate. I kind of don't have an answer for that. Okay. Other than I think over time it will happen on its own.
1: Yeah. So, so when I look at the Calgary Accelerators, there doesn't seem to be uh, any that provide sort of that seed round at the startup as they enter the program. Because you had mentioned the Y Combinator. I know that they have the model where they – I think it's 150,000, 7% using the safe, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, the simple agreement for, and I had to refer to my notes here, simple agreement for future equity for a safe. I mean, is that something that would help the market? Cause obviously that means there's a bunch of private capital coming in and laying money, right. As those companies are coming in, is that, is that an option for Calgary or is that something that.
2: Yeah. So uh, accelerators is a model, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, kind of a standard way it works mm-hmm. and, that is to have a seed fund attached. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, so we went into 500 startups, they give you 125,000 US. Uh, they had a Kiss A agreement it's called, keep okay. it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a version of a safe. And that is super impactful. Mm-hmm. But my cohort had 47 companies getting 125K, 42 or 47 companies. Yeah, 4.5 million bucks. And, yes, uh, yeah, I mean, in Alberta or Calgary, to raise that seed fund, to to fund one cohort might take you four years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've got to convince people that you're the, you're the person who can do it. Um, I've looked at seed fund, raising a seed fund many times of just like, you know, if we could just get 5 million, we could do 20, even just $25,000 seed investments. in the investor. There are other accelerators that do the capital injection. Okay. Uh, I believe. In yeah. Okay. I believe district ventures does, but, uh, focus on consumer packaged goods, mm-hmm. um, and I honestly don't know all the details of other ones. Mm-hmm. I know there's some that have that model, which is fantastic. Um, I don't think there's enough of them. Okay. I think as someone who runs an accelerator, it's extremely daunting to think I'm going to go raise a seed fund to attach to the accelerator because it's going to take so many years. It's a lot of work. And honestly, unless you understand the GPLP structure and how to be a portfolio manager and the two over 20 model of... You know, and what carry is and, you know, management fees and all that kind of stuff. You're really just walking into a room saying, can I? Can you please give me money for a seed fund that I'd like to attach to an accelerator? And they say, why? And Because it's good for the ecosystem. It's not enticing enough. Yeah, for the it's investor, a, for sure. And no, that's why yeah. the model, it's, it's yeah. in some
1: ways, maybe we haven't reached, I don't know, escape velocity to get there. But it's yeah. hopefully
2: over time. Yeah. I think one big success out of Calgary, you're going to get that entrepreneur specifically who totally understands it and gets it. And it's like, yes, here's $5 million just purely from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of the first few employees from Uber donated $5 million to the Calgary Library. Um, but generally, that person does not come back to Calgary and help this the, the ecosystem the ecosystem yeah. because yeah. he doesn't live here. He's not in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he's an incredible guy, like fantastic person. But he doesn't live here. He's not part of it. We need the two guys from Uber to have stayed in Calgary or yeah. at least come back. Um but they, you know, that's not where they were successful. Not yet. Not yet. So, no, yeah. we might. Hey, come back to Calgary. I'm yeah. just speaking to you guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so when I look at the incubators here in Calgary, um, there's quite a few. They address different segments, which is great. Yeah. You know, you have some that are doing energy, health, uh, some focused on digital, university spin-outs. I guess, how do you see the accelerator ecosystem evolving? How do you see it moving forward?
2: Um, I look at it like restaurants. Mm-hmm. So... If you have a, a really good restaurant in in a community, you might get some decent foot traffic. You might get people in, and you know it's going to be an Italian restaurant, I'd yeah. say. But a restaurant moves in next door, and that's actually a, a boom for the mm-hmm. Italian restaurant, like mm-hmm. like having another good restaurant. So um, we have a restaurant in Inglewood. It's called Madison's Twelve Twelve. Mm-hmm. It's crap nachos, and we had this incredible concept called Gorilla will move in next door. And I had people come up to me, it's below our office in Inglewood, and they say, Oh, are you nervous about this restaurant moving in next door to you that looks really cool? And I said, No, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. We if you want to be known as a restaurant district and have foot traffic and have people walk by your restaurant mm-hmm. and do collaborations and like the Nashes in Inglewood. There's twenty seven or twenty eight restaurants in Inglewood now. Yeah. Uh including um the one that's ranked like was ranked sixty second in the world at one point. Uh, Rouge. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's just different versions of a restaurant. And I think the accelerator ecosystem feeds itself um, just the way, if you're trying to create a vibrant, energetic social scene in a neighborhood that's eclectic, that has different offerings, the more, the better, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and so we, people, we have the accelerator and they say, you know, there's this, another one opening up. There's another incubator. What do you think? Are they going to steal your companies and mm-hmm. cohorts? I said No, they're going to make them better. And... In our scenario, we're a nonprofit organization. Yeah. Our, you know, our articles and bylaws clearly define that we are trying really, really hard to help entrepreneurs for the good of the ecosystem and build up the community. Um, so, not having a, a monetary motive attached to it mm-hmm. is fantastic because then I can go around saying, "Yes, I'm really excited about all those other accelerators." Um, That are taking their bits and pieces from models that they've seen, whether it be Techstars or um, YC or 500 or there's a million models now to go from um, and doing things that work really well. ATBX, it's so cool. And um, Junction and all these other ones that are are there. And GE and, you know, those educate entrepreneurs in different ways. Mm -hmm. And they target different demographics of people and they have different... You know, ours is how much can we help? Theirs is how much can we help at stage X and Y for companies who are here in this segment as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so those are fantastic. So Mm -hmm. I hope there's more. I hope, I think we'll eventually transition to a niche focus Mm -hmm. that really suits what we're super good at. I mean, the startup um, I have is essentially IOT, e-commerce retail, future technology retail, um, and changing the way the world interacts with technology. Um, and that could be something that we focus on or someone else might come in and say, I'd love to help run this. And I have a specialization in, you know, fintech mm-hmm. like, great, let's, let's do a spin on a bit of fintech. Cause now the ecosystem is so robust and there's so many entrepreneurs that we have a thousand active companies. Yeah. Let's pick a niche and really hit, hit it home. Um, so for now though, we're we're kind of stage agnostic and you
1: know? that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So so in cal and again, sort of following on that, because what I'm seeing is there's there are quite a few incubators, you know, mm-hmm. and accelerators and and support mechanisms for those those entrepreneurs. Yeah. Hopefully to give them that ability to jump, you know, to make that jump and, and start the business. Yeah. Um you know, I just sort of did quick calculations trying to figure out how many accelerators or what, what's going on, you know. In a year, we could probably support 100 150 companies at least going through all of the different um, accelerators, so if you're a, a startup out there and you're facing you know there's all these different groups who have different mechanisms, different approaches who can help you accelerate. How do you sort of make that decision what what would recommend, recommendation would you give to that startup to go, okay, you're faced with these opportunities how do you how do you go forward?
2: Yeah, I mean unless you're there's there's entrepreneurs and startups and ideas that are fortunate enough to just walk in a room. Mm-hmm. And have every investor and every accelerator be like, you are perfect. Yeah. Come join us. And then they're fighting for that startup. And I love those ones because those are easy to just yeah. like, hey, come they join us. got a place to land. Yeah, so come like, join yeah. us, please. If not, go over there. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe that because for, for me, I, like we've applied to a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, the acceptance rate, acceptance rate, I believe at the time, I don't know if it's still accurate, for getting into 500 startups, it was lower than harvard and so i would say apply to all or whoever you think can help you not all like obviously be selected within your
1: segment yeah 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 um
2: if, if someone's clearly focused on fintech and you're like a different vertical don't apply to that but um i think they can all help um i know entrepreneurs founders who you know, it sounds like a bad term to say accelerator hopped. Like, but they're, <clears throat> they're utilizing incredible programs led by incredible people in groups of incredible entrepreneurs. And they've done two or three. Mm-hmm. And they come out accelerated. That's the whole, you know, like they yeah. have gone from zero to a million. Um, and I showed up one day at the 500 Startups office. And there was an entrepreneur there who had applied to Y Combinator and 500 Startups. Mm-hmm. And he just, I believe he'd been accepted 500 and didn't know if he was in YC yet. Mm-hmm. And so we met and had a conversation and then he didn't join our cohort. He went to YC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. He just raised a Series B a bazillion dollars out of Montreal. Yeah. I've, and even just applying, even just meeting him the one day and being showing up. I think showing up is, you got to show up. Yeah. And so... Uh, I would say go to as many things as you can at that point in time if you you've got the the energy and the drive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, don't show up and not do anything. Be like, I got in this accelerator because they'll give me a hundred k, and then I and then I leave. Right? Yeah. Um, don't do that. Use it for what it, what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. The money should be secondary, mm-hmm. um, unless if you're really desperate for money as a startup, it's not the right reason to join an accelerator. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 you got to be prepped, to
1: up. So if people want to know more about uh, the Accelerator or apply to the next cohort, what should they do?
2: The Accelerator.tech, T-E-C-H. Mm -hmm. And the apply button will take you right through to f Success. And you can do it there. Our intakes are every six months-ish. So we do a five-month program and then do a month of intake. Mm -hmm. So currently, I believe applications are closed for cohort six, but prepare for cohort seven. Which starts in... Uh, it'll start in five ish months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the current one's going to start in about a month. Mm -hmm. And what I would do is just sign up for the newsletter and then you can show up if you email me directly or, uh, Samantha or Thomas and say, Hey, can I just show up at a founder dinner? We'll probably say yes. Um, if you say I'm coming to pitch party, I'd like to see how it works. Awesome. If you want any information, you can come in anytime to the office and chat and hear about how the program works and talk to other entrepreneurs I constantly get people on LinkedIn who messaged me. I got one yesterday, said, hey, I saw you were in this program in Silicon Valley. Uh, We were in Founders Embassy, which is a really unique um, international accelerator program. And they say, I just want to know if it's worth it. I would say reach out to past alumni um, and say, hey, what did you get out of this? How did it work? Do your homework and figure out. I can tell you that we're wonderful people that want to help you as much (laughs) as we can. But it doesn't mean that you should just take my word for it Yeah, um, and do your research on any accelerator you're trying to join. Great. My
1: and so the for, for those listeners, I, I did go to the last pitch party, which yep. was in June. And it, it is a great event to really see the types of companies, the excitement, the, the buzz that's happening in the ecosystem. When's the next pitch party then? It would be – We haven't firm the date up. It'll be in January. In January. Yeah. Okay. So for those listeners who are interested, that is a great event as an introduction uh, yes. to what you do. So – Yeah. So, Peter, I want to say thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule today for
2: uh, for coming here today. Absolutely, it was a pleasure. Thank you. So,
0: and for those out there, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo busting, sector agnostic, all industry, open source, ego shrinking, ecosystem building, entrepreneur focused, wide open, social barrier smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Zinc Ventures and is hosted by volunteers from Rainforest Alberta. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.